Well, you know that it's going to be alright I think it's gonna be alright Everything will always be alright When we go shopping Well, you know that it's going to be alright When we go shopping It's always on my talk 1071 I'm Allie Kaplan my mother is away but I have a very special exciting treat for you my good friend and yours Fatima Olive is here in the house with great beauty advice and advice on everything she does so much she does so much research she's been bugging me all week hello <laughs> Hi, Allie. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to have you here. It was only right because you have guest hosted with my mother. Yes. But I haven't gotten to do this with you. That's true. It's really fun to catch up with you. I know. I haven't gotten to see enough of you lately. You're wearing an adorable sweater. From my favorite, Target. From Target. Yes. Of course, only you make Target look so good. You know, you go in there for, you know, I don't know, cat litter, and all of a sudden, $200 <laughs> later, you're like, you've got a new sweater. That is that is Target for you. Um, well, what has been going on in your world? You've been, I mean, you've been working, and we see you're on your Instagram, you're at photo shoots every day. What, what, what's, been, what's been cooking? Just keep it, you know, keep it going. That's what we got to do, right? We adjust to new situations, and we... We go through. So how, I mean, how different is a, is a, you do a lot of fashion photo shoots, you do commercial shoots, you do editorial, you work for Minneapolis St. Paul magazine sometimes once in a while. I can convince you to work with me at Twin Cities Business. Yes. Glamorous as business shoots are. Um, But you do a lot of commercial stuff. How, how is it going? How, what's different? You know, I, I think that just the precautions that everyone is taking, like testing and making sure people are vaccinated and boosted, all of those things yes. in order to keep the industry going, just like, you know, just like the sports industry or the movie industry, it's the same thing. We just Constant have more testing. protocols. Yes, yes. And are you still wearing your, do you wear your shield? Yep, I wear a mask and a shield. Oh, that's um, comfortable. Well, I have a cool one. <laughs> of course you do. What do you mean? What's cool well, about because it? Because I wear glasses. And so the thing is, those ones that you put on your forehead, they fog up my glasses because you're wearing a mask too, right? Right. So I discovered one. It's a, I think it's called Z Shield. And it goes around my neck and it goes up so that I don't get so fogged. Oh. So we all adapt. See? That's a great idea. We are adaptable people. Yeah, that really is. So you can wear your... It's it's just... I was thinking the other day, I mean, it's just a lot of things on your face, it's right? It's a lot. If you're wearing sunglasses and you're wearing a hat because it's cold and you're wearing the a mask, mask and if you have earrings on, it's just too many it's things. It's a lot of things. I know. That's why I've kept my makeup more natural these days. Oh. <laughs> Don't okay. overdo it. But, you're, but you still have... Here's the question. You are known for your signature. Red, you love a red lip. I do love a red lip. Do you put a red lip on when you're just running to the store and you know it's going to be covered up? No. No. You don't. No. I've I've embraced eyeliner right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you really stepped up? No, the... really. Look, I'm wearing eyeliner right you, now. I can see. Yeah. That's because that's all everybody sees right now. So it's all about 
you know, doing stuff with your eyes. Yeah. The okay. pandemic has not worked well for me because I've never been very good with the eye makeup. Yeah, I know. So. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Well, on that note, we should say Fatima's here all morning. So get your questions ready. You can, of course, we'll take questions um, at 12. But if you have others, send them in to us. You can always go to mytalk1071.com. Click on the Shop Girls page. Send us your question. On social media, you can um, hit me up on Twitter, at Allie Shops. Um, on Instagram, it's at Fatima Olive Beauty yep. and at Alley Shops. Send us your questions and we will do our very, very best to answer them. I know I have a bunch of my own. I'm always, uh, I always have a long list of questions for you. But before we get to that, um, let's talk a little bit about a couple of headlines this week in local shopping news. We don't have a lot of store openings to report this time of year. And I mean, that's true in any year. It's true. January is slow. January yeah. is about the clearance sales yep. and just surviving the month for yes. the most part. Yes. <laughs> really. oh my gosh. I mean, are you shopping right now at this time? Like, do you, do you even want to? I kind I mean, I, I love a good sale. So yes. sure. Yes. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I bought three sweatsuits and I have been embracing those things. Mm-hmm. I like the monochromatic, all mm-hmm. one color. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I, you know, I love a good sale, so. I know. I do like a sale as well, and I've been quite frustrated because I really thought that I was going to be so smart, and in the dead of winter was when I was going to finally get a good deal on Adirondack chairs, which are so <laughs> darn expensive. They're really expensive. And I keep waiting for the prices to bottom out no. so that I can get them and feel like I'm so organized for next summer. No sales. It didn't happen. No sales. I think it's because people are still spending money on their homes, and so companies know that. I know. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I'm going to keep looking because, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. But there are three new stores uh, coming to Galleria. You might have seen a sign for one of them because I think it's been up for a little while. But here's the official news. Um, So these are opening in March or late spring. Um, Parachute. Are you familiar with Parachute? I think so. So this is a modern lifestyle brand that uh, is it's home goods um, designed in Los Angeles, manufactured by expert craftspeople around the globe. uh, And kind of their theme is sort of comfort and relaxation. It was founded in 2014. They do bedding. They do they have their own mattress. They do bath. They actually do have some apparel decor and furniture. It's parachutehome.com if you want to check them out. And they're going to be located, I'm pretty sure I saw the sign up already. They're going to be over by Cove, you know, at that new end of the Galleria. So it's official. They're coming and that's what it is. And that's a new, um, you know, new to market. So that's always nice. And Galleria is always focused on bringing in new, you know, new retailers that you won't find other places. They've got beautiful stuff. I mean, I'm on their website right now. Like, wow. Yeah, it looks good. I'm I'm there. Okay. All right. We'll be there in March. Um, then do you know this one interior define that one? I don't know. Okay. This one was new to me too. And they're going to be located over by crate and barrel in the kind of middle part of the Galleria. Um, they are, it's part of their brands, evolutionary retail expansion, Fatima. So this is very, a a very big deal. Um, they are, well, they're growing from nine locations last year to 40 locations, four zero. That's a, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of stores that they're opening. Um, it's the interior define studios that allow customers the opportunity to see, touch, and share endless customization options. So it's kind of like 
they do they do they have fabrics they have cushions they have um a, a bunch of different like home goods that you can customize on the spot if i'm understanding this correctly it looks really cool it they, looks like build your own like nike had that build your own sneaker yes. that sort of thing you can do you can fabric. build a bear or you can build a pillow that's true either <laughs> It's like build a bear for grownups. Kind it of? is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So Fabrics, in, interior legs. define um, is the name. And of course, fits, you know, at Galleria is kind of like world headquarters in the Twin Cities for home furnishings. Edina is the epicenter. And this just continues that with bringing some new brands to town. So. Um, but then this one is kind of interesting. So along with two stores that are new to market, Madewell is going to be opening at the Galleria. Now, let's just read between the lines here, shall we? (laughs) Madewell, you may know, has a store across the street at Southdale. Madewell only has uh, a couple locations in town. Well, they've got the North Loop I was going to say North Loop, yep. They've got, do you ever go to that one? It's pretty small. I mean, yeah, I've been there. It's kind of small. They do have men's in the North Loop, which is interesting. And they had some vintage, or repurposed or vintage stuff right. too. Yeah. Right. So they've got a little bit of a different spin in the yep. North Loop. Yep. Um have you ever had your husband try on their men's? I haven't. Maybe we should do I that. I, if you can get Tom to go try on anything, <laughs> I'll pay you. Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna make that a goal. Uh maybe if I like take him out for a coffee or a beer. A couple and drinks <laughs> and then take him. I meant, right, right. Um I mean need to be something harder than coffee. Um okay, and then they've got a store at the Mall of America and they've had a store at Southdale. And it was like one of the reasons, frankly, to still go to Southdale right. because Southdale has the J Crew. They've got Madewell. You know, there are like a few. Anyway, with Madewell opening at the Galleria, Madewell did not release the information. They didn't send out an announcement saying we're closing at Southdale. Oh. But I promise you, they're closing at Southdale because oh. you don't. This is how it goes, yeah. and you don't. You don't announce the closing, but they're not going to have stores across the street from each other. So sense. it's the latest migration across the street. That's another blow to Southdale. And Center Court at Southdale is just a sad, sad, sad place to be. It's it true. just really, yeah. I, yeah. I feel for that mall. And I just, I never would have guessed if you had said 10 years ago, like, what are, you know, what will the ghost malls be? What are the dead malls that people are going to be YouTubing? Southdale would not never. have been on my short list. Isn't Southdale been around for like Southdale ever? is the original, original covered mall. mall. Yeah. The original right. anywhere. Yes. Why aren't they playing on that? It's sad. It's yeah. sad. And I mean, you know, it is a it is sort of a view into the future. I mean, they've got Lifetime now, which mm-hmm. is connected. They've got um like the Hennepin County offices. So administration I mean, hardware. Not at Southdale. Don't they have that big store on the outside? Oh, outside. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, Separate yeah. from the mall. But that's the thing. Everybody wants to be on the perimeter. It's it's oh. valuable real estate. Just nobody wants Not to in be middle. in that center court. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Madewell's moving over to that also is supposed to open um, in March. So um, and it sounds like they might have some of the men's there as well, if I'm understanding correctly. The that's just cool. men's jeans and whatever. So we yeah. will have to have our have our men try those on uh, when we get Back. I'm super, super excited to talk to a true expert in home furnishings and upholstery. She's a new editor at large.
large for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. We will introduce you to Nicole Crowder right after this. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan, Fatima Olive, the beauty guru who will give us more advice a little later in the show, is here today. Thank you for joining us, Fatima. My pleasure. And I'm super excited. I love meeting people on the radio, especially when it's someone that I've been, I'm not going to say that I'm a stalker. I'm an admirer, right? I'm an admirer of Nicole Crowder. She is a home and design guru. She has her own upholstery line. She has recently joined Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's Home and Design as an editor at large. And she has a new collection that she's going to tell us about. And I'm just delighted to finally get to talk, of course, on the radio. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Allison. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining us. So tell everybody a little bit. I mean, how did you get into upholstery? How did you get into you have a huge social following you've done? You've got a great reputation. Tell us how you got into this business. Yeah, it started um, back in 2012. I had been working as a photo editor for almost a decade at that point and very serendipitously um, was talking with a friend who was talking about furniture and chairs and fabric and something just really hit me to try it myself. And so I bought some inexpensive chairs and some fabric and I, within a week I had reupholstered them and was selling them. And the woman who bought them was an architect at the time. And she said, you know, this is more than just a, a hobby. This is a niche here. So I don't know if you want to consider that a bit more. Huh. And from there, I just caught the bug and I was, I was learning as much as I could about upholstery and just growing from working on chairs and benches to couches um, and then really being able to work with more and more clients across different spaces and just stretching my own skills and understanding of upholstery. So it just it became this passion that I just kept following. That's amazing. Isn't upholstery kind of hard? I mean, how did you know? Yeah. How to do I know. It? Yeah, I mean, YouTube University, honestly, that is how I taught myself. It was completely self-taught. I'd be up at 2 or 3 in the morning watching videos or on Craigslist. A lot of it is just, so well, all of it is trial and error mm-hmm. because every piece of furniture has its own, um, you know, sort of uh, character, its own needs. And so I just had to learn um, by hand working on each piece. A lot of mistakes, for sure. Yeah. A lot of wasted fabric, <laughs> but um, it was just something I wanted to continue to challenge myself with and then challenge my technical skills, but also my imagination. And and um, after a while, I started teaching workshops, too, because definitely it can be really intimidating to approach a piece. And you're like, where do I even start with materials, with padding, with construction? So I understand the, the initial sort of hesitation toward it. But like anything, it's a lot of practice over time. Where do your fabrics come from? Are you designing the fabrics or are you sourcing them? How do you put it all together? I mostly source my fabrics. At some point, um, I would love to design my own textiles because there's so many patterns that I'd love to see. But for right now, it's a combination of sourcing through um, travels. Anytime I travel, I like to pick up at least two yards of each fabric. Or a lot of it is working with vendors across the country, um, different fabric uh, showrooms and different independent pattern makers. I'll also source a lot from just brick-and-mortar stores in the city that I'm in. Uh, and then sometimes clients have their own fabrics as well. They just wanting to use. And I'll put all that together because I love to mix and match prints. Mm-hmm. And so anything I can incorporate um, just to get that chair even more character, I love, love, love doing. Do you? So speaking of the city you're in, you've lived in other places, mm-hmm. but you are you a Minnesota native? You're, are you living here now? Yeah, I live here now. I moved back in late 2020 and I had planned actually because I was living in D.C. for about 15 years. 
And my plan was to move to L.A. I was like, let's go to some warmer shores. <laughs> but then I came home. I came home to Minnesota for the holidays and something just struck me where it was like, why am I rushing to move further away from, you know, the communities that I built in my family? And my mom um, was like, what if you just stayed here for a little while? And December or no, January 1st, I was looking for an apartment. I found one, moved in, and it just immediately felt like a return to home for me. Oh, it's been we love hearing that. Ever since. Yeah. Moms have it. that way about them, don't they? Exactly. She planted a little seed. I knew what she was doing, but I was going along with it. And I'm, I'm so glad that I did. <laughs> I saw on your Instagram, you were out and about at some of my favorite stores, too. You were at Shop You May and at um, the Atelier recently. What, yes. what else have you discovered? What are you, what are you liking? What's inspiring you here in Minnesota, especially at this oh. time of year? So many things. There's just creatives who have their hands in all kinds of pots. There's um, a handmade rug maker. There's handmade hat makers. Um, I love all of the, like, the antique stores just abound. There was a lot in D.C., but in Minnesota, you just toss a stone, and they're here. I love loft antiques. There's signs on Broadway, which I go to pretty often. Um, a lot of mm. friends, you know, send me links to different Facebook marketplace um, spots where I can find furniture. So it's been really great to just find unique chairs with a lot of history to them and have some pretty unique frames as well. But uh, I'm I'm just open to discovering a lot more being here. It's been about a year now, and I'm I'm ready to just be back on the streets and, and finding all the cool places and, and folks to check out. So people can shop your collection, and every piece is unique at NicoleCrowderUpholstery.com. We'll put a link on the on the Shop Girls page. But then you also, I mean, are you, are, do you have pieces in stores as well? Um, right now I have a piece or a collection that just came out with World Market. It's my, my first collection of uh, custom furniture, which we've been working on since well, 2020 at this point. But that's the, the main place where my furniture is. Um, I want to get to the point where, I believe this year anyway, I'm going to start working with different stores to sell items there. Cool. But it's mostly me selling out of my studio and through my website. Very cool. Um, what that? I mean, that's 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 a great move. I mean, is it national? I mean, are you at World Market in all locations? Yes, amazing. So it's in that's all the awesome. stores across the country. It's on online and in stores. There's six pieces in the collection. Everything from chaise lounges to uh, love seats. We have some telephone benches, dining chairs, and small ottomans with some storage units. And so everything, the first three pieces from the collection are online now and in stores. And then the remaining collection actually comes out next week. So we're going to have a, a very big launch here. I'm, I'm incredibly excited. Very exciting. You can go to Nicole Crowder, upholstery.com. You can go to World Market to see her things. You can read more about Nicole in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Home and Design. Nicole, I hope you're going to do more with the Home and Design mag. I will. Absolutely. We're already looking at our um, work on the print issue for spring. Good. We have lots of fantastic designers who we're going to feature there. Love and I it. just can't wait to dig into the other photos that we have come up. Photo shoot. Well, we'll keep watching. We're going to follow you on Instagram to stay inspired. Thanks for your time, Nicole. Great to connect. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. Have a great day. You too. We will be back to tell you about a big vintage fest happening in the Twin Cities today. How to shop it. That's next on Shop Girls. Oh. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Allie Kaplan with Fatima Olive, who's here today to answer all of your beauty questions and more. She knows many, many things, you guys. We will hear more. She, you know what she knows a lot about? She knows a lot about vintage shopping. Yeah. She knows a good deal when she finds one. And we're so excited to talk to one of the owners of Twin Cities Vintage Fest, which is happening today, right now. We are so lucky that she was able to steal a moment to talk to us on live radio. It's Sarah Emerson. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how's it going? It's great. Thank you for being so flexible. Thank you for finding time for us. How is it going? You're over at the convention center right now, right? Yes, we are. I had to uh, pop out at the back loading dock because we are rocking and rolling inside. (laughs) The community has responded and everyone's having a great time here today. Well, that's good. You know, Sarah, look, we've had on Shop Girls, we're always moving and shaking. We've had people call us from fitting rooms, from car, from moving vehicles. (laughs) So a loading dock, I mean, that's just another Saturday. Yeah, that's great. Right, Add it to the list, right? Exactly. So tell us a little bit about Twin Cities Vintage Fest. What are people going to encounter if they join you at the convention? Center. Yeah, totally. So we are here until five o'clock this evening. I mean, we have 120 vintage vendors in here today, mostly specializing in 80s and 90s vintage. Um, But we have some true vintage booths in here. We have clothing, toys, records, uh, memorabilia, shoes, hats. Um, And then we also have uh, Can Can Wonderland is here with 22 different vintage Video games that are free to play all day. I mean, it's just the funnest little area. How Soul fun! Records is here spinning vinyl all day. Our vendors, we set up a vintage gallery where there's some really rare, unique, and truly old pieces that you just don't see every day on display. It's just a big old vintage party, and we're rocking and rolling. Have you done this before? This is our fifth event, but our first event here at the convention center this size. Okay, got it. Um, and do the vendors, I mean, that's a lot of vendors. Are they from all over? Where, who are they? And I mean, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is if you're looking for vintage, I mean, is are you going to pay a little more because it's at a big event like this? Are, is it a, you know, is it a good place Absolutely. to buy? Absolutely. That's a great question. So with 120 vendors, it's really competitive for vendors to sell. Um, so I think that people really competitively price things. Um, we have a lot of $5 piles inside, a lot of $10 piles inside where there's just good things hiding and waiting to be discovered. It's really the thrill of the hunt in here. Very cool. Fatima suddenly just perked up when she heard $5. Like, $5. Well, because when I lived in Boston, there was this place where it was by the pound. You oh. know, this was like in the in the 90s and you just it was like crazy. People would go and just grab stuff and then you'd go home and go, okay, this was bad, but look at these three I got. Yeah. So it's a great deal. It's the hunt. I love it. it. Yes, it is. It is the rush when you find something hiding in a bargain pile. It's it's my favorite part of, of being a vintage fanatic. How, I mean, how do, it can be a little overwhelming, Sarah. So how mm-hmm. do you suggest approaching an event of this size? Do you, should you go knowing what you're looking for, being open to anything? What do you think? Absolutely. I always, it's a little tough now because it's today, but I always recommend we post the vendor list early. We have links to all the vendors on our website. Um, And if you know what you're looking for, you can scroll through the list, see who everyone is, what they have, look on their Instagram, see what they might be bringing. A lot of vendors post sneak peeks. Um, So you can plan a route of attack or you can go in and just let the vibes take you where you want to go. As I, I, uh, as overwhelming as it is, I think with 120 vendors, 
there's going to be something good for you no matter what time you come because there's just so much inside. It's, yeah. it's always like deep breaths. There's enough here. I'm going to find something exciting. I'm going to find something cool. And a lot of the vendors here locally own stores. So like, I know like some people are handing out coupons. We have Fieldhouse, who has a, a shop in St. Paul. Scooter Gang Vintage has a shop on University in St. Paul. The Cat and the Cobra is over. Um, they're, like, over in the North, North Loop area. They have a great shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of stores and a lot of small online sellers come here, too, as well. So mm. it's, it's a great opportunity to just get introduced to people sure. that sell vintage regularly. I would say if you find a vendor you like, get their business card, follow them on social media, because they're going to be posting more stuff that you like that you can buy later in the year when we're not live. What is, what's hot right now? I mean, what, what would you say, what are people looking for? I gotcha. I think one of the most popular items here at Twin Cities Vintage Fest is 80s and 90s t-shirts that remind you of, of your child. I'm a 90s baby personally. Uh, I'm wearing a Muppets t-shirt with Animal, the crazy drummer on it today. Oh, I love Uh, Animal. I know. It's just, I feel like it describes uh, uh, my mood today. I'm just running around having fun, being kind of crazy. So I I felt like it was appropriate. But I feel like there's so many t-shirts, maybe when we were kids or when we were younger, that we didn't get to have. And now that we're adults, we get to find them again and buy them and represent something that means so much to you. And mm-hmm. we see a lot of that here at Twin Cities Vintage Fest. Right, right. Um, I, Fatima and I, not to date ourselves, are not quite children of the 90s. We, we lived, <laughs> we were alive in the 90s. And we have uh, we have teenagers who love to go vintage shopping. Oh, my shopping. gosh. They're, I mean... I'm so scared because my daughter loves low-waisted jeans, and I'm like, I'm never going back to that. <laughs> I know, me either. I can't get, as much as I love vintage, I can't get on the low-rise jeans or the Jinko jeans, if you remember those big, wide-leg ones that I, uh, yeah. people used to wear. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go back when you've done it before, but I just, I feel like this generation, I mean, they are so tuned in, and it is just, it's fascinating to see how it's, they don't want to go hang out at the mall. They want to go dig and, and, and find, find vintage. Some- what do you what do you make of it, Sarah, and how is that kind of changing the game? Totally. I think right now with, you know, Gen Z and millennials and, and really everyone in general, we're seeing this big movement uh, looking for sustainable options to wear cool clothes. And mm-hmm. I think vintage is the perfect fit uh, to meet that need in consumers right now. It's, it's I want to not contribute to global warming by processing or, by, or buying fast fashion that, you know, it's a, it's a garment that might, you know, shrink or, or fall apart. Vintage is higher quality garments. They were just made differently back then. They withstood the the test of time. Um, And the other thing I think that's really interesting about the vintage movement, and this might just be my own musings, but the 90s was really the the last decade before the Internet really took over. Mm, And I think that there's a nostalgia for that disconnectedness of the 90s. And Mm. I, I feel like a lot of people really identify with that these days. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that. I just think of the 90s as like grunge and flannels and Kurt Cobain. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. And a couple other things. A couple other yeah. things. I, I think that what I love about this whole idea of vintage, which I, I was telling you, is that you're never going to show up at a party and go, "Oh, she's wearing the same thing I am." Right. You know, there's like a definite individuality that and special feeling when you find a piece that really is you. Right. But nobody else mm-hmm. can have it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
It's I a- think another thing that's fun about the 90s vintage movement is that a lot of times in vintage, I'm a plus-size girly myself, you have a really hard time finding things that fit you, and it might be challenging. And now that 90s is vintage, as much as it hurts me to say I'm a vintage human, <laughs> I can find T-shirts that fit me, that are cool, they look good, and they make – I'm able – It's now vintage feels more accessible to me and people my size. Hmm. That's a, that's that is a, that's a really good yeah. point as well. You know a lot about this, Sarah. So Sarah, <laughs> when you're not putting on an event at the convention center, what, what are you doing? Do you take this on the road? Totally. And right now we're just rocking and rolling here in Minneapolis. We do about four events a year, one each season, as we like to say. Um, and my husband and I, uh, we actually sell vintage as well. So we have a booth set up here. Um, so we are, Vintage freaks, as you could say. Got <laughs> we it. live and breathe vintage every day. Is, um, and as cliche as it is to say, uh, we feel like this Twin Cities Vintage Fest is built by the community for the community. And everyone seems to really be responding in that way. Yeah. Well, if anyone is just joining us, just so you know, Twin Cities Vintage Fest is going on today right now. Um, you can get over there. Can Can Wonderland is there. So you can play video games. They're spinning vinyl. Shop 120 vendors. And Sarah, what does it cost to get in? It is. Uh, it's what's five dollars for presale, but today it is eight dollars to get in. Okay, that's pretty reasonable. Um, and I want to ask this because I would be too um, embarrassed to ask when I get there. Can you can you negotiate? Is that okay or is that rude to do? <laughs> I would say you absolutely can. Some vendors have little signs that say we don't take offers. But if you're really, really looking for a bargain, I would recommend coming in that last hour when people don't want to load things back up into their car and saying, you know, making an offer on a piece you maybe had your eye on earlier. Okay. Is there one, like, just the most amazing, spectacular find? You're just just, just telling us, Nicole, nobody, Sarah, nobody else, someone, nobody else will know. What would you say? Is there something you've seen that you're like, you've got to get over to this booth because they've got the most amazing jacket, Oh, shirt, my gosh, yes. Whatever. There is uh, a new vendor to Twin Cities Vintage Fest is called Ephemerati, uh, and they have a huge collection of vintage... Uh, concert posters and record store posters, James Addiction, Nirvana, oh, wow. uh, Prince, nice. Bob Dylan. And they're just, it's not clothes, but their booth is just eye candy to look at. And I was, my jaw was on the ground standing in there this morning. I was blown away by how cool it was. Very fun. Wow. Well, what a great event you've pulled together. Thank you so much. I hope you're not freezing cold on the loading dock. <laughs> <laughs> I think my adrenaline's kicked in now, and I'm I'm rocking and rolling in my little parka out here. That's right. Your parka and your animal Muppets t-shirt. We love it. Sarah Emerson, Twin <laughs> Cities Vintage Fest. Thank you so much. I hope it's a fantastic day. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys. You bet. We've got a link for if you want more information about Twin Cities Vintage Fest. Find it at mytalk1071.com. Click on the Shop Girls page. We'll be back with Whose Look Is It Anyway next on the Shop Girls. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Allie Kaplan. My mom is away, but we're so delighted to have Fatima Olive with us. And I can't wait to get her take on everything from cutouts to couture to ballet flats. That's right. It's time for Whose Look Is It Anyway? Can't believe she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the Shop Girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway?
Well, the cutout thing is definitely the new cold shoulder. Yes. I think we're we're done. We're done revealing the shoulders. That's fine for with me. sure. We knew that that was gonna. We knew that we knew when we bought the seventeenth cold shoulder shirt. Probably should have stopped. Limited, right? yeah, limited <laughs> amount of time for that one. Yes, but this whole cutout trend is like now everywhere on every part of the body. Are are you are you into it? Are some, you some parts of the body are better left <laughs> not cut out? That's how I think. I would agree. Are there places where you are willing to cut out? Yeah, I I think tops are tops are good. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're and they allow for a little bit more interest in shape and things like that. I'm not going to cut out my thighs. I'm sorry. Seriously, no, it's just not going to happen. Seriously, even in yoga pants, like all like, have you noticed they're all doing? I don't. I don't even want to cut those out. No, I don't either. And it's like, and it's so crazy because. I'm like, well, would you wear something under the cutout if you had like cutouts on your legs? I don't think that that's the idea of it in most <laughs> cases. Okay, I'm going to do that if I have to do that cutout. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I thought, I mean, I'm always fascinated by, you know, I'm fascinated by how trends spread so quickly you know and everyone starts doing it and how you know that i mean yes there's a lot of copycats but at the same time the way things move that you know that multiple designer designers start moving in this direction at the same time i'm just always fascinated by how that happens why that happens other than they're reading the same industry trend reports but i thought that this was really interesting wall street journal had a story this week about how to wear these darn cutouts especially in the winter i mean let's get practical for a minute and one of the things they were saying is that After this pandemic and after so much distancing, people want to be seen and touched. And that that is why. Yes. This is kind of a strange thing with the whole Me Too movement, though. Really? I mean, yes, yes, yes. Contradictory trends. Well, I don't I don't think they mean it. I know that literally. But just the idea of like sharing part of yourself, maybe getting out of the, you know, oversized sweats that we've all been living in. I don't know. Are you talking to me? No. no. (laughs) I am including myself and every one of us, including Billie Eilish, who's back in her baggies. Which I'm okay with that. Yeah. I let, you know, it's back. The thing about the cutout though is, I mean, I I'm looking at these things with, cutouts with things underneath i i don't know if that's it seems a little strange to wear a cutout and then put something underneath it yeah you know so i mean i get it in the winter right i mean i think there's also this kind of like sheer thing happening and and yes. i think with you i mean in some cases i mean obviously depending on where you're going you have to wear something under it sure. but it's still the idea of like you're you're hinting and you're giving a little bit of you know, a little bit of intrigue maybe that people like. Well, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a little sheer. I don't love, like, I don't need to cut out my, um, I don't need like a crop. I don't need a belly situation. No No one needs that hanging out. Not mine. (laughs) I mean, you know, if my arm, maybe. Yeah. An arm or across your, there's some crisscross ones across the chest that I like. And I do like the sheer because the sheer, you can still wear something underneath that's skin color. Correct. And it still feels, you know, I, I think maybe this is all this trend towards dressing up because mm-hmm. I feel like, again, with this idea of, you know, we've been in sweatpants for so long that putting on a cute sweater, a cute dress, or, you know, a sheer... I mean, I'm happy to go out somewhere, anywhere, even Mm -hmm. if it's 
just walking back to my sauna and walking back in my house. I mean, <gasps> right. I'm good with that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's sort of a mixed review of Proceed with Caution. Now, I will say um, in this Wall Street Journal article, they they did have they have several examples and they've got a woman wearing like a leather I don't know what you would call it. I mean, it's kind of like a dress. Mini dress? Mini, yeah. But they ha- she has it styled four different ways. And it's got cutouts, like circular cutouts right up front. And she's got it with like a white button down under it or a turtle. So, I mean, I, I you know, I guess it. there are ways to, to do it without revealing all or showing off too much. And I like the idea of layering. I mean, obviously, we live in Minnesota. We can't. Absolutely. It's our reality. Yes. Layering is a great way to stay warm. And sometimes you're in a space where you're hot one minute and, you know, cold the next. So I like the layering idea. There you go. That's the whole thing. Although how you would disentangle yourself from those layers, I'm not sure. But, you know, in theory, it works well. All right. Let's go to the other end of things to our feet. Um, Vogue is asking, are you ready for it? Are you ready for a ballet flat comeback. I think we have this story every, I don't know, two years, maybe year and a half, the yeah. way the cycles work. How do you feel about ballet flats? I, you know, I'm a comfort shoe. I love a great shoe. I'm a shoeaholic. Mm-hmm. But ballet flats are, cl- they're number one, they're classic. And number two, they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're on your feet all day, a heel, it's going to make you like want to sit down. Yes. So a ballet flat. Plus the other thing that's nice about ballet flats. Do you remember there was a period where you could buy the ones that you'd fold up and put in your purse? To yes. Switch. Yes. I always thought that was a great idea. I, I really like that idea. Did you ever idea. buy them? Yeah. Really? Because I mean, I'm not. Out of a vending machine? No. Remember them when they were in vending no. machines for a while? <laughs> yes. I would have bought them. Yes. That was the whole thing that like a nightclub. So like you're in your oh, heels, you're uncomfortable. Brilliant. Yeah. You know what? I think that's a great idea because I'm the girl that will never take her shoes off. Right. Like no matter how much my feet hurt, my mom was always like, never take your shoes off. Is that about, is that about like bare feet phobia? Is that about loving your heels? What, I think it's that? about like, you know, just don't be that girl that takes off her shoes. Cause what are you going to take off next? You know? <gasps> oh you know? Like, yeah. Your always... mom probably wasn't, wouldn't have been a fan of the cutouts. either. No, I don't think she would have liked it. <laughs> Okay, so you're ready to get back into ballet flats. Sure. I'm sure. curious. So, I mean, you obviously, when you're on a set and you're doing a fashion shoot or something, you are you are on your feet. Could you ballet flats don't have a lot of support? I don't, but you know, but they're comfortable. It's kind of nice to just change shoes. Like right now, I'm into the tennis shoe trend. I mean, I have different pairs that I switch out because when you're on your feet for it's, ten hours a day, it's one of the best trends ever to happen. I, I totally to agree. And I like the idea of dressing things up and down, like mixing. Yeah. Just like our guest mixes patterns, you know, modern patterns with vintage uh, furniture. I like this idea of like a fancy dress with a pair of tennis shoes. Mm -hmm. Why not? I don't think that's going to go away. any. I think that's going to be sort of like skinny jeans where, you know, the powers that be can keep trying to get us into ballet flats. So we have to buy more shoes. But we're like, uh uh-uh, I love my sneakers. I agree. And I'm going to keep wearing them. I agree. They're super comfortable. And, you know, there are just so many choices of tennis shoes colors shapes high tops. absolutely y- y- there's something for everybody there really is um then in addition to ballet flats mary janes are having another moment our friend sarah jessica parker loves hers very kinda, much they're like a Ma- mary jane that's not gonna fall i mean they're like a ballet flat that's not gonna fall off yeah <laughs> i'm kind of down with it i, I- 
I like them. I still have some in the back of my closet from the last time. And then you kind of look at me and go, oh, can mm-hmm. I? So I guess we're getting permission that we can again. Yeah, not so much. Sure. You're not yeah. convinced. No, I, I'm like, I'm all for a comfortable shoe. Like a, I love loafers too. Mm-hmm. And loafers are well, in. Loafers good. Loafers are in. I think that, you know, obviously there's always this idea of like changing them a little bit. Like loafers now are, you could have a loafer, but you could also have a loafer with a chunky heel. Like mm-hmm. a chunky like bottom, so that updates it a little bit, you right. know. Right, right. Um, and it seems like with the Mary Janes, a lot of them sort of have some sort of accessory on them—a little flower, a little velvety something, or a heel. Yeah, a heel. Yeah, so that too. So, all right, thumbs up for that as well. So that's good. Um, you know, the the couture shows just wrapped up in um, Paris and. We'll post some looks from that if you want to see what's really happening and is probably going to trickle down eventually, Yeah, right? Yep. So we'll post that. We'll talk more about it. We'll also take your beauty questions next. I know I have some of my own, but feel free to call us with yours. We'll be back after the news.